Oh, our little granddaughter, when she was little, oh, what a Mickey Mouse fan. You know, so I got her a big helium Mickey balloon. <laughs> it had gone through three pretty distinct phases. First, Mickey was totally flat and folded up into a little square. Then the lady at the store gave him a shot of helium that made Mickey big and flying high. In fact, without a string to tie him down, he'd fly away and be in Bolivia. I know from past experience, though, that there's another phase. Uh, yeah, yeah, his flying high days can't last forever. One day, yeah, we knew we were going to find him all soft and mushy and... You can picture it, right? Slowly shriveling up on the floor. <laughs> oh, I'm Ron Hutchcraft, and I want to have a word with you today about the danger of your highs. Well, the life and times of a helium balloon aren't all that different from the life and times of folks like you and me. We start out flat. We open our lives to Jesus Christ. He enlarges our life, gives us some victorious seasons where we're flying high, and then often overnight, we've gone flat and we've hit the ground. It doesn't have to be that way. If you know that cycle all too well, you need to see how the cycle worked in the life of one of God's great servants in the Bible. Elijah was one of the most powerful of God's ancient prophets, and he was flying high in God that day on Mount Carmel when he single-handedly challenged 450 prophets of the idol Baal to a spiritual showdown. It was sort of a spiritual gunfight at the O.K. Corral. Elijah's challenge is to see whose God will consume with fire from heaven the sacrifice that's just been laid on the altar. Okay, our word for today from the Word of God begins with 1 Kings 18.37 as Elijah prays in front of this army of false prophets. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Now, the entire prayer is only 60 words, but Elijah mentions God nine times in those 60 words. On Mount Carmel, it is clearly all about the Lord God. And the fire falls, consuming the sacrifice and causing everybody to cry, the Lord, he is God. Now, fast forward to the next chapter. The king has threatened Elijah's life, and in fear, he runs to the desert. He sits under a tree, and in the Bible's words, prayed that he might die. What? I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. I've been very zealous for the Lord God. I am the only one left. On Mount Carmel, it was all about God. In the desert, it was all about me. And that's the difference between flying high and falling flat. During the victory time, it's all about the Lord. But often in the aftermath of a victory, something happens that makes it suddenly all about me, and we crash. Jesus said the devil is a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And every time God does something good in your life, the devil is there with some cheap shot he wants to use to rob you of the joy of what God has done. He is the joy robber. Don't fall for it. It's like you've, you've just won the Super Bowl, you're walking off the field, and your defeated opponent says, I'll make you pay for this, and he gives you a bloody nose. Yes, he hurt you a little, but he can't change the outcome. You still won. And nothing he can do can change the victory. So when that joy robber comes in after the victory and tries to get you all focused on yourself, you tell him, I know who this is, and I'm not falling for it. We won, and you can't change it. Life won't always be flying high moments like Elijah's Mount Carmel. But you can be consistently joyful and hopeful and positive even when some of the air goes out. Because, quote, in the Bible, the joy of the Lord is your strength, not the joy of your circumstances. 
It's your Lord who inflates you with His joy, His victory, so you don't have to lie deflated in a corner ever again. <laughs>